This is the Brisbane Lions Big Footy Podcast. I'm Keegs, and I'm going to be joined by Ollie, and we're going to look back at what was the Richmond disaster at the Gabba. Uh, we're also going to talk about Eric Hipwood, Mitch Robinson, and Tommy Rockliffe, the AFL clearance king. We'll then look ahead to the Doggies this weekend at Etihad Stadium, where hopefully the boys can rain on Robert Murphy's parade ahead of his 300th game. Uh, let's get into it. Alright, well welcome to episode four. I think we're up to now, Ollie. I think we can call this one the at least we're not Hawthorne episode, considering how they're going, but um not a good weekend for us either. Nah, not a great weekend for us, but at least Hawthorne's taken the spotlight well away from us. Their right. performance at the G was pretty terrible to back up their, their start to the season. So nah, not a great night on Sunday night. It was a really poor performance and especially in front of our home crowd as well. We just really want to make the Gabba a feared place to come again, and that just wasn't the case on Sunday night. But, yeah, we've got to move on pretty quickly. It was a bad performance, but I guess the way we've been the last few years, we're going to probably get those type of performances occasionally. There's just mm. um, We've got to cut those out and make sure they don't um, keep repeating. But, yeah, not a great performance, but, yeah, we'll just move on. No, I completely agree. And as you said, as a young team, I think we're going to have inconsistencies like that and our form's going to fluctuate. But to lose by 52 points at the Gabba, which is, I thought would have been one of Fagan's stronger points, is um, you know making the Gabba a really hard place to play for opposition teams is a pretty disappointing outcome. So, yeah, we lost to the Tigers 119 to 67. Let's, let's try and take the positives first and start start on that angle. What did you take out of the performance on Sunday? Well, there weren't a lot of positives, to be honest, but we didn't lose by more than 52. It was looking pretty grim at one stage, and the Tigers really didn't make the most of their chances. So I think 52, before, uh, 52 points in the end wasn't that bad a result, considering how bad we did play. Definitely looked so like So I think we did... Yeah, that third quarter, we did sort of peg it back. Again, our second quarter wasn't great, but I think we just hung in there and didn't let it get out to an embarrassing tight margin yeah. as well. So, now a few good performances there. Rocky, really good again yeah. in the clearances, just absolutely dominating there. So, he's having just a brilliant start to the season. He's getting recognised as well, and I think just the, the not even the captaincy now, it sort of freed him up. And yeah. He's just getting back to playing the footy. We know he can play. He's all Australian. He's won a couple of best and fairer. So he's getting back to his best form. And I think, yeah, his performance was really, really positive. You actually made the point to me on Twitter, I think it was, that he's leading the AFL in clearances. So he's got 48 across the season. And the next best player is Rory Sloan. And he's got 33. So that's a difference of 15, which is just huge, you know, so so early in the season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the indications from Rocky are pretty good early on. Like he had a he dislocated a couple of fingers, I think the telecast said, which wouldn't have been fun to play out the game with. But um, yeah, he's been really good. And I think the other thing with Rocky is he's get covering back in defence. Like our midfield can be criticised for you know being run one way mm. runners, but especially on the weekend, I saw him deep in defence, covering up and cleaning up a few inside fifties there. So that's really pleasing as well. Yeah, for sure. Nah, he had a really good game and 
obviously he does his best work in the midfield, but he yeah. was getting back and helping out in defence as well, as yeah. you mentioned, and really working hard. And just his improved fitness throughout the preseason as well. We've touched on it a few times before, but just looking fitter and uh, it's just really showing in his footy. And it's just a credit to him as well because things weren't looking great at the end of last season. No. He might have been on the trade table. He might have been going out of the club, but he stuck around and he's just working even harder. And, and yeah, he's really been positive for us. And it's just going to only get better throughout the season as well when our confidence gets up. You'd think so. And, I mean, if he continues this form, you'd have to be considered a strong showing for at least the All-Australian squad and probably beams for that fact as well. But um, I think... Oh, for sure. Yeah, being an interstate team, we sort of don't get looked on that highly in those respects. But, um, yeah, I mean, if he keeps up these numbers, it'll be hard to ignore. Well, we'll just have to keep putting those stats out on Twitter and hopefully feel the selectors noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the other things I thought was a positive from us was how we were able to shut down Dustin Martin. So he finished with 16 touches and no goals. And I think Robbo went through him for the majority of the time in the midfield and Darcy sort of got him a bit up forward. So I think that was... A positive in the way we're able to shut down their gun player, but it's just a shame that I guess you know other players around were able to pick up the slack, which is a sign of a good team as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Richmond and obviously have much improved side this year, and they got their yeah. tails up at the moment. Four straight for the first time since '95, I think. So yeah. it's been a long time for them, but they're playing some really good footy and, and it showed on the weekend. And to be able to do it without Dusty doing his usual. Mm. stuff was um, was good. I, we had Robbo playing on him. He did a fantastic job, I think, but he was missed in the forward line as well. Just yeah. the, the lack of forward pressure there cost us, and he's just great at that. I think So, yeah, we missed him in the forward line. For sure, and Fagan actually mentioned that in his presser as well. I yeah, think, he did. We sort of need two Mitch Robbos, and yeah, you could <laughs> tell that forward pressure was certainly lacking, and We'll talk about Cedric Cox a bit later on, but he probably didn't get as many tackles up front as we probably would have thought, and Jake Barrett was obviously one playing that role again. But um, I thought another little positive was Rich sort of backing up a pretty consistent performance. Like, he had 21 touches, I think, in the end, and was pretty solid in defence. Yeah, Rich was great. And credit to him, because he did cop a lot of criticism after that Essendon game. But I think that was more to do with the injury than anything. And yeah, Yeah, his last two performances have been great. I really liked his game on Sunday. I think he was one of our better players. I think Rocky, Rich, Darcy Gardner, they can definitely hold their heads high. Um, Yeah, Dane Beams was pretty good at times. I think just another positive to mention before we move on to the not-so-great things about the weekend was Mm. I actually thought Nick Robbo was pretty solid as well. Yeah, yeah, he was was good, yeah. Yeah. Um, So now to the not-so-great things about the weekend. I'm going to start by highlighting Daniel McStay's disposal. I thought Mm. coming off half-back, he was atrocious at times and some of his turnovers were really costly. Like, he had some good intercept moments, but um, you can't make those mistakes when you're playing behind the ball. I think his game will really be a focus during the week. Mm. He was playing defence and he was getting a lot of praise during the commentary, but I thought some of his defensive work yeah. as a defender, the ball was coming in there. It, w- it was pretty selfish, really. He was going for big marks, the hangers, wasn't yeah. going for the spool, and just probably you've just got to do the team thing at, at some stage and just go for the spool. And there was a few goals that just came about because he was going for those big marks and trying to go for the glory. So yeah. 
yeah, it's hard to know where he's best suited because he's such a talented player and he yeah. can play at either end of the ground. He's a tall, big body. But the way he's playing defensively at the moment, I just don't think it's sustainable to have him doing that sort of role where he's he's taking trying to take the big Jeremy Howe type mark every no. every time he goes into a contest. We sort of need him to be like the a flanker that sort of plays tall, like a running yeah. sort of Grant Birchall, not accountable because he's just he mm. gets his body work is atrocious. He just gets lost in the contest and his man just can come over the top of him. So if we had him playing like a smaller role that he can sort of drift across be third man up or, you know, drift across the pack in that way, I think he could be a bit um a bit of a bigger contributor. But yeah, at the moment mm. he just can't utilise his size to lock down a key position role, which is obviously what Chris Fagan wants. So um yeah, I think he'd definitely be in danger this weekend in terms of changes. Yeah, I would have thought so, for sure. Um, but he wasn't on his own, though. Like no, for sure. The pressure there, right from the start, I could tell probably within the first five minutes that we just weren't switched on at all. Mm-hmm. Just the amount of easy ball Richmond getting through the midfield. And just, yeah, I think Robbo up four, we just really missed his pressure. The, the yeah. ease with Richmond and how they were taking it out of our, our forward half was just really concerning. And I yeah. thought... Yeah, it could be in for a pretty long night here, and it turned out that way. So the the pressure, like in any game of footy, is just so important. If you mm. don't have your pressure up, you're not intense at the footy, yep. you're going to get found out in an AFL game. And and that's um, that was the case. We have been having lapses the first few weeks as well, but we're able to put good periods together and, and put together a bit of a comeback and... It just didn't get going for us. No. We did have a, a couple of periods there in the third quarter where we're showing some signs, but again, the the skills just let us down. And I think that was yeah to do with the the lack of intensity. We just there was no direction with the possession at all. When they were going to kick, they just seemed uncertain. And I think it probably gets back to what Fagan was talking about in the presser that. We haven't won a lot of games in the last few years, so they're probably just a bit low on confidence, a bit gun-shy about taking the game on. And yeah. You could see with when they had the ball in hand that they just were a bit uncertain which way to go here. and That's only going to come in time, get a bit of confidence up, and I'm really certain that we'll see some good footy once that confidence does get up. For sure. And one of the things Fagan did note as a positive was how we were sort of able to react to last week, in which we were pretty handball happy. But this week we sort of racked up Mm. a bit of uncontested possession and really retained the ball with some kicks. So it's good to see that they're evolving as a side. But yeah, as you said, it's going to be a pretty steep learning curve, I would have thought, and going to take its time. But um, yeah, I think we just have to, as fans, take the little little victories along the way. Yeah, we sure do. We've got to be patient with this I've calmed down a bit. I was, I was pretty unhappy on Sunday tonight. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was tweeting some pretty negative things. But, yeah, we've got to appreciate where we're coming from. We've won, what, seven games in the last two seasons. So mm. we're coming from such a long way back. And it is going to take time just to build that confidence up. And I'm sure when it does click, it's going to be absolutely fantastic and you're going to see some great footy. Because I know this side is more talented than what we've been showing the last few years. I know we can play some good footy. I think it's just the lack of confidence at the moment, and that's going to come about through through wins, and they will come. Hopefully. Um, 
before we move on, one other negative I thought that was pretty glaring from the weekend was our conversion inside 50s. So we just couldn't make the most of our entries inside 50. It'd just be a, a turnover to Rance or whoever was chopping off for the Tigers or it was just a really sloppy kick to one of our teammates. And it really, yeah, cost us. They just mopped up and took it down the other end. And as a whole, I think turnovers were minus or plus 20, which, yeah, you're not going to win too many games of footy when you turn the ball, ball over that much more than your opposition? Nah, not at all. And I think another thing to probably like, go back to what we were talking about before with the Gabba and trying to make it a, a hard place to win, Richmond really should have put us away by more in the last quarter. Mm. And I think there was a bit of a lack of respect there that they were showing. Like, Rewild okay. was trying to go for some ridiculous goals. Dusty Martin the same. And I think they really took the foot off the pedal and it was... A definite lack of respect there. The goal Rewalt kicked was incredible, but yeah. it was just pulled out of his backside and thought, okay, we're, we're so far up here, I can I can go for something like this. So Yeah, there was a bit of I selfish think that's footy. Definitely something they should be touching on, like, look at these boys, they don't respect us. So, mm. so it's like the league really thing that again. Up. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Um, the next thing you were pretty critical about on social media was young Eric, Eric Hipwood. So after starting the season, the first two games was really, really good up forward, but he's sort of quietened down. He did kick two in the end, but yeah, just wasn't really able to get amongst it. Only finished with four touches. Um, yeah, I guess elaborate on, on your criticisms of Eric. Wasn't more the criticism of what he did. It was just his attitude and just his body language out there. Yeah. He seemed to really just get disillusioned by just certain things and just his attack on the contest just wasn't yeah. there. And it, it was there in the first couple of weeks. Mm. And it just seemed to go away like we talk about that amazing mark he took against the Gold Coast, yeah. game-saving mark in the last few minutes. Th- those sort of things just weren't there. And he seemed to be yeah sulking a bit out there and just think things weren't going his way. He just... He dropped his head a bit. And that obviously can happen with young players in young sides when you're losing. But, yeah, yeah, I was a bit disappointed just with how he carried himself. And I don't know if he's getting a bit ahead of himself with all the the praise that he did get after the first couple of weeks because he just definitely hasn't shown the the same sort of uh, vigour and everything that he did the first couple of weeks. Mm. Drinking his own bathwater, you reckon? Yeah, I I think so. It, It that seemed to be the way he was going on the weekend. Hopefully it's just a one-off. Um, I think interesting to note, to coincide with his sort of form form roller coaster, is that he's sort of struggled when Michael Close has been out of the team in the last few weeks. So I wonder if mm. maybe taking the best defender is, um, yeah, he's knocked his confidence a bit or he just sort of struggles to get off the chain. But um, so who would, he, who would have played against Carlisle and Nathan Brown for the Saints and then... Rance and I guess Asprey for a bit on the weekend, so not the worst, yeah. not the worst defenders going nah, around. But um, you're right there, and I think he just might have struggled a bit with the the bigger bodies and yeah. putting a bit more body pressure on because he is still such a light frame and yeah, probably doesn't know how to use his talents and what he's got yet because he's never probably going to be that really big four that's going to throw his weight around. That's right. So he relies more on his speed yeah. and his his jump. He's marking. He just needs to be able to do that properly without worrying about the, the bigger body defenders because, yeah, some of those guys, Carlisle, 
brown. They've got a lot of muscle on them and mm. a lot stronger, obviously. But that's the thing, I think, with the last few weeks is that he's had to play deeper because he's, I guess, the main man. So he hasn't been able to get up the ground and then use his speed coming back over the over the back. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah, maybe if we get a few more reinforcements in. I know Close played pretty well on the twos and Jono Freeman and Josh Walker. Yeah, I in. think, yeah, that's a good point about Close. And... I think Close is pretty unlucky to be dropped in the first place. Yeah, I, really I was very liked, surprised about that. I really liked his start to the season. And, yeah, I think he gives us a lot up forward. Just that he's a, he's a bit older than Eric and, and Shaki, so mm-hmm. a bit of a bigger body. Yeah, a few more Throws weight around and just a, just a target and takes another defender. So I think he should definitely come back in. Um, before we move on to... Speculate, I guess, about changes and whatnot for the dog is we're going to touch on Cedric Cox as our first senior game for him. Um, yeah, what what do you take from his performance? Yeah, Cedric was was pretty good. There were enough signs there to really think that he's going to be a great player for us. The mm-hmm. speed, he just probably needs to learn how to to use that because he's just so quick and just be able to burn players off. And yeah. I think probably. Yeah, off half back, he's just going to be an excitement machine for years to come. But yeah, really liked his game. It is hard when you're in a side that gets belted. Yeah, to really stand out. But I thought he did enough to to keep his spot. To use a footy cliche, to me, he just sort of ooze. He really did ooze class. Like he mm. just, yeah, just the way he sort of carried himself and carried the ball, and obviously his kicking. You can sort of just go left or right at the drop of a hat. Just pretty handy attribute to have. But yeah. Plenty of upside there. Like, I'm really going to enjoy watching his career progress. And I think I made the comment online that I don't. I wonder if we've had anyone as talented as Cedric because he just looks like an absolute freak. Yeah. Um, well, I think the message to him is just back yourself. You've yeah, got all yeah. the skills, all the talent. Just run. Just get out there and run. Kick the ball. And yeah, he's going to be incredible. Um, on a side note, I thought Hugh and Jared Berry. Backed up their first games reasonably well. Like Hugh probably got amongst it a bit more with 16 touches. And Jared, can't remember how many he finished with, but um, was pretty solid. Like, he sort of just fits in. Doesn't look raw or anything. He, um, yeah, looks part of the furniture. I think with a pre-season under his belt, another pre-season, he could make a pretty considerable jump in year two or year three and be like that really big-bodied midfielder. And, like, he's got speed as well. So he could be someone really exciting to watch in year two or year three. Oh, for sure. And you just look through some of the names there. We are just so young in there. You've got Cox, Barry, Hipwood, Mm. Shaggy, Mick Luggage. Yeah, there's so many younger guys there. Harris Andrews is still young himself, but a lot of teenagers in there are only going to improve with um, years on their belt. With experience, that's right. Um, so now we're at round five. We played the Dogs at Etihad on Saturday. Dogs are 3-1. and one. I don't think, to be honest, they've hit top form yet. They've sort of a bit scratchy and got away with a few close ones. But um, obviously the reigning premiers are going to be tough to play against, especially at Etihad. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they've just got out of a, a couple of games. They're really the entire contest against, well, all their wins so far, Sydney, yeah, Collingwood, North. and then North on the weekend. They potentially could be 0-4 and four if yeah. a few things have gone against them. So they haven't had a convincing win yet. But, yeah, they're the reigning premiers for a reason. They've got so much talent there. And, and they seem to play so well, coach. well 
Yeah. Which would be a concern. Bob's <laughs> 300th game as well. So <laughs> they're going to be up and about for their, their club legend, the beloved hero who yeah. has had more media than any AFL player I can recall, really. Probably. Just the, the hype around him last season, obviously. It was just an amazing story. But, yeah, he's been just such a cult figure and just he'll go down in history of that club as just one of the most important people. So they're going to be up and about, especially Daddy Hat as well. So it's going to be a very tough contest. For sure. As much as I love Bob Murphy and agree with every word you just said, I'm not looking forward to this week of media, I guess, fascination. <laughs> it's just going to be overkill about Rob Murphy and his 300th game and, you know, coming back from the knee and, you know, hopefully getting a flag or whatnot. It's just as a supporter of the opposition team, it's going to be unbearable. But anyway, we'll grit our teeth and hopefully... Yeah, I do love Bob Murphy, but he has got a lot of media, so... Hopefully can yeah, rain, I think everyone's sort of over it. Yes, that would be lovely. Um, the Dogs actually have a few injury concerns, like Cloak will be out, and Tom Boyd finished on the bench against the Roos on Friday. So they might be lacking a bit of a focal point up forward and that can go through the ruck. So that's something we could... Hopefully used to advantage and Harris and Darcy can get on top of their opposition players. Do you think that's something we could be able to exploit? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think we really can. Especially at Etihad, the smaller grounds. Mm. Just um, We've just got to really be smarter with our ball use, especially going inside 50 as well. But mm. yeah, going back as well. Yeah, probably Tom Boyd to miss. And, yeah, definitely cloaks out. So, yeah, they've got a really exciting forward line as well. So even though those guys will go out, there's going to be other guys that can pop up at the same yeah, time. That's right. You know, really dangerous too. You've got Stringer there. He's getting back to some of his best form. Mm. And plenty of other prospective goal kickers too. Um, I guess in terms of changes, so Tom Cutler, I think it was a hamstring injury. Yeah, early in the match. That, that yeah. was really costly. So he's, he'll be a definite out, but do you see foresee any other potential changes? Well, we're talking before about close, and I think he just has to come in. Yeah, I was pretty surprised uh, he didn't come back in last week. Really disappointed week. he's been playing in the, the knee pool. But, yeah, I think he just adds a bit more experience down there. And you really could see that Shaki and Hipwood were just crying out for a bigger body and just a bit more help. Mm. You really felt sorry for, for Shaki down there. He's... He got to enough contests. He had his marks. He just needs to convert some of his his set shots. But yeah, I'd definitely bring him close at this stage. Um, anyone making way other than Cutler, obviously? Um, mixed day after his performance, he'll definitely be on the the borderline. I'm surprised and he's made it this far, to be honest. Like he's played, you know, between forward and back and covered mm. an injury or two. But yeah, I've been pretty. Underwhelmed by Daniel McStay this season. Yeah, I think he just needs to go back and they just need to tell him to settle down a bit. But mm. yeah, it's been hard for him because he has been shifted between forward and back. And that's, yeah, that's right. He probably, just the way he, he plays in defence, he just strikes me more as a forward mm. and someone that wants to play forward as well. But he's obviously wanting to be used, uh, the coaching staff wanting to be used in defence. So. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on the, the borderline. Maybe Clay Beams as well. I don't know. I didn't think he probably did enough. Yeah, okay. And big losses like that, 
there is probably a few casualties. So, yeah, I'll probably take out clay beams and McStay at this stage. For context, the Neefal side beat Southport pretty convincingly and uh, Grewer had 32, Liam Dawson had 31, Jake Barrett had two goals and 30, Ben Keyes had 28, Ryan Harwood kicked three and had 28, Witherden 26, and um, probably the name most likely to come back into the side is Alan Christensen, who got through his first Neefal game. Yeah. So he kicked a goal and had 24. Um, I only watched a quarter of the Neefal game, but to me he looked like he was struggling, like he sort of blew up a bit. So maybe mm. one, one more week in the twos. But, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he wouldn't be far away from coming back into the team. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. As soon as he gets fit, I think he goes straight back in there and just gives us that forward pressure that we're very badly missing on the weekend. So yeah, as soon as he's fit around. enough, yeah, oh. as soon as he's fit enough, get him back in there for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matheson, obviously, he's had a few injuries, but yeah, once he's fit and raring to go, I think we need to play him because he just gives us so much, not just obviously being a talent, but I think just the leadership he provides out there, he just gives us a bit of an X factor, I think. He's yeah, just one sure. of those guys that really lifts the team. And yeah, I think he just lifts the, the rest of the team and just the way he goes about it. And he sort of takes a bit of slack off, you know, Rocky and Beams with the inside work. Like he's yeah. Out- Outside disposal could probably do with a bit of work. But, um, yeah, his work inside the contest is definitely a feature and could free up a Beams or a Rockcliffe. Um, so I suppose before we go, what's something that we need to do to shut down the dogs this weekend? We just need to be aggressive with the ball. We just need to come to Etihad Stadium on Saturday afternoon with an aggressive mindset to just attack the footy and just be switched on. It's, yeah. It, it's easier said than done, but just the way we came out there on the weekend just wasn't good enough, and the coaching staff will be drilling that in. It, a lot of the footy, as they say, is played above the shoulders, so mm. we just really need to come there with just a good mindset and just attacking the footy, lots of tackling, lots of pressure, and especially Daddy had as well. The pressure is just so important to, yeah. to apply. The thing that has me slightly concerned is the Dogs obviously a really high-pressure team and that was something we struggled with evidently against the Saints and then the Tigers actually ranked number one for tackles inside 50s so, and obviously we've struggled in those two games. So that's something that definitely has me concerned coming up to the Dogs but um, yeah, I think if we can just back in our defensive structures and move the ball a bit more efficiently and take advantage, especially with that last kick inside 50, then, yeah, we should be able to be a good shout against the Dogs. And um, like we sort of talked about earlier, Harris, to be a star in defence, I think, he killed it last year against the Dogs that Eddie had. Yeah, he did. He was really good. I think he was best on for us last yeah, year. Took a few, well, a lot of intercept marks. But, um, yeah, especially with Cloak and Boyd out, he should really feast on them, or hopefully feast yeah. on them. Um, okay, before yeah, we go... Yeah, so just keeping that pressure inside 50 is so important, not allowing, because they are very good at moving the ball off half-back, the doggies, Definitely. and just the smaller ground, if you're able to get a kick off half-back, you're potentially inside 50 already, so... Already, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, mate, a tip before we sign off? <laughs> it's going to be pretty tough against the reigning Premier at the yeah. home ground. Club legend playing his 300s. So, I think we'll be competitive. I think... It'll be a tough week on the track. I think Fagan will be 
just telling the guys that wasn't good enough last weekend. I think there'll be an improved performance, but it's it's hard to see us getting up against the dogs. So I think they might, yeah, get up by about three goals. Yeah, I think we'll actually give them a pretty good scare. I think we'll run them close for three quarters, and then they'll probably just edge ahead in the last and win by yeah about two three goals. But um, I'm tipping a pretty a much improved performance. Put it that way. Yeah, for sure. We all hope so. <laughs> all right, mate. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get the chocolates, but hopefully you and the listeners had a good Easter and chowed down on a few chocolates to make up for it. But um, hopefully next weekend, yeah, we're talking on sweeter terms. And we might have a special guest next week or in coming weeks, hopefully. Stay, yeah, stay tuned for that. We're definitely working on some guests, not just one. So, um, yeah. All right, mate. Thanks for your time, and I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks, Gags. See you, mate.